Hey yo, is this mic on? Oh shit it is, y'all. Welcome back to episode, what we at, 16? I think so. Episode 16, yo. We are back in the building, um, BMN hey. Podcast. We are missing David, if you're watching this on the video stream. Uh, we are not, David is not here, he had a little bit of car trouble, but hopefully we'll get him back in next week. Um, but yeah, today, man, Brandon, you brought a special guest. You know, you want to introduce your homie? Oh, this is my friend from Colleen. Okay. Boy, my friend DeAndre, I've known him for like 15 years. He's a real estate guru. Okay, real estate guru, all right. Been his Andesless. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and talk to the people, man. What you got going on? Uh, yeah, nah, you know, nothing, nothing much here. Just uh, a lot of work. Appreciate the uh, the invite. Long time uh, listener. Been uh, you know, kind of listening, rolling in. What you got? Hey. And uh, been on Kelk Neck, trying to, you know, what I'm saying, trying to get on the show a little bit. But yeah, uh, you go. That's my that is my fault. <laughs> I should I should have put the homie on first. Nah, nah, I was just playing with him though. But nah, nah, man. Appreciate the invite. For sure, for sure. For sure. Uh, like Kelk mentioned, you know, real estate. That's kind of my kind of my game so uh you know that's kind of what i do day to day but uh but yeah yeah for sure for sure okay well if you guys are if you guys are new to the show usually how we do it we, we kind of break it down like what we've been up to this week icebreakers topics so i guess we'll start off with that uh what y'all been up to this week what's been going on uh what what i've been up to uh like i've been applying for jobs and i'm finally getting i'm finally getting some hit bad so okay. my mental state is pretty good right now or at one point i was a little bit down like man i put out, i put out like a hundred I ain't getting nothing. I did not get a hit back. It's all about connections, though. That that's that really how you get into. I mean, I think every job that I had, um, it was all about who I knew. It wasn't necessarily like just putting a cold application in. If you have somebody on the inside or somebody who can kind of push your stuff forward, that's usually how we make it happen. But that is true. Yeah. It, made, it made me realize I need to, I need to have better connection. I yeah. should not be waiting. It's all, this long. It's, all, it's all a networking game. Yeah. Yes, what about it you? Is. Uh, for me, man, work work trying to uh you know build a master plan, but now the uh end of the month is always kind of a uh, busy yeah. time in, in real estate and uh real estate's been been booming uh slowing down a little bit yeah you know, with interest rates kind of going up i heard uh, about that yeah 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 but it's been a uh, lot of work i'm trying to uh in the midst of uh you know working my day-to-day trying to get things set on my side you know kind of a side hustle going on mm-hmm. trying to get some investing going but uh but other than that you know life is good yeah yeah you know i'm not a not a complainer uh so yeah there you go yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for me, uh, same thing, Brandon. I've been I've been trying to hit in the pavement with you know job search. What I come to realize though is that I'm more picky about you know what I'm willing to do. Oh yeah, I agree with you on that. When I was younger, like 20, you know, work life balance was yeah whatever. You know, I'm, I'm I'm excited to be here. You know, I want to work. You know, prove myself, whatever. But as you get older, and, you know, family members, and you start missing out on events, and people get older, you just kind of miss that. So you know. Nowadays, I value. It's not about a high salary. It's more about work life balance. So that's kind of like what I've been on this week. Besides that, been chilling. Been playing some uh, PS Five, of course. Been playing that new Stray game. It's pretty cool. Wait, is that, is that's a ninja game. No, that's the one with the cat. I don't know about that one. Yeah, they they showed it off. I think two years ago when the PS. I think right when the PS Five came out, they had that showcase and they showed this game off. So it finally came out. It's on PS Premium if you have it. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been up to. So. Nothing too crazy. Uh, so I guess for the icebreaker question, I have one. I was actually writing my topics on the way here because I was like, damn, I don't have nothing to talk about this. So uh, let me do the icebreaking question so that this week. What you got? I was having a discuss- discussion with my boy Kevin earlier today. Mm-hmm. We had a discussion like, oh, do you feel like if you were to die today, do you think you lived a fulfilled life? Today? Yes. You know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, that was uh, We're going to do two icebreakers. because that, <laughs> that, that was kind of in the same room of mine. But to answer yours, if I were to pass away today, have I lived a fulfilling life? Mm-hmm. I would say yes and no. I think 
I think in my 20s, I did a lot of traveling, you know, going to, at least domestically, going to, you know, Atlanta, New York, LA, Miami, hitting all the hot spots, all the hot restaurants, doing all that. But mm-hmm. after a while, it kind of gets older. So now I kind of value family a little bit more. And one thing that I kind of wish that I did in my 20s was, you know, take more time off to spend with family and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's where the work-life balance thing comes into play. Um, so fulfilling in one way, but not so fulfilling in the other way, if you know what I mean. Yes. And me, like, I, I think I'll live a fulfilling life. Like, I've accomplished so much, I never thought I'd I mean, yeah, it's all about perspective. It's been like what you consider fulfilling, so. Like, I never thought I'd get a college degree. I got a college degree. I have good friends in my life. I've loved. I've had a heartbreak. I've been through. I've accomplished so many things. I've, I've survived without a job a couple of times. <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've lived a lot of ups and downs, and my life, my life keeps going. Like, I've lived, yeah. like, I learned, like, have a good friend. Have a good friends around you. Makes your life so much easier. Support system, yeah. Yeah, like, like my boy DeAndre back in college. Uh, he had me. He had me. He had me pass a class. He had me pass this math class. You know, I owed him a favor for it. But he did. He had me pass my math class. What? What good friends like him? My boy uh, Jamarcus, Kevin, and Sean. I wouldn't be. The, I wouldn't be in the system where I am. I like. I've learned stuff like that. Like, if I would have died today, I'll. I'll say I'll. I'll be. My life was fulfilled, and I lived. I lived a good life. I don't think that would give me. I don't have kids, but I loved. I lost, and I I've been up and down a lot. That is a. Uh, I mean, that's 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 what it's all about. I think as as men, you know, we have to go through trials of relationship. Because mm-hmm. one thing that you told me this week is that, um, you know, one thing that kind of kills us is if you get a job, you get too comfortable. Like you sometimes your back has to get up to the wall for you to kind of grow and you know do all that fun shit. So that might remember a quote I read this morning. I'm a summarizer. This ain't gonna be perfect. <laughs> okay. Basically, like when you get comfortable, like. Your comfort zone starts to shrink it up because you stay in that comfort zone. Yep. Yeah. Like instead of expanding, like when you turn, when you sign turn, when you get comfortable, like your comfort zone is always gonna be that small area. Let's say it's a house, your comfort zone is always gonna be that small area. Unless you you have to keep challenging yourself and expanding your comfort zone. Yeah. To get better, because if you, you don't, you're gonna be stagnant the rest of your life. Even with yeah. careers. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the uh, I think it's like a quote, but it's like greatness is right outside of your your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like right outside of your reach. You kind of got to go outside of your box. And that's usually where people don't do. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of why they kind of get stuck into a uh, stagnation. You know, yeah. Yeah. And that's how I felt with, you know, the current situation now is that at my old situation, I kind of felt like, you know, you put in all this time and these hours and, you know, you kind of get, you know, you get you get dragged. Yeah. The money's great, but. Am I going to be still doing this another five years? And then you get comfortable. It's kind of like you're running on the hamster wheel. So yeah, I agree. You always want to be progressing and doing all that. Um, what about you? Yeah, we 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 talk so much. What about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. No. So my my answer is kind of like yours. It's, it's a yes and no. Like I've done a lot. You know that I think I have fulfilled a lot that I plan to do. Mm-hmm. But then there's so much more that I still haven't done that I want to do. So my answer, like if I were to you know go today, then I, I would. Yeah, I'm happy as far as everything that i've done <laughs> yeah and i got a lot of things to be happy for but there's still there's still there it would still be a little bit like man there's always going to be still had you know i still had a little bit more that i wanted to do that i want to accomplish kind of put people around me in positions that i want to you know kind of kind of want to get them set before you know before i pass so i would feel like you know i would have some regrets if i were to kind of go today because it's like man i still had you know a lot more that i wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so I, i'm gonna follow up the uh your icebreaker with my icebreaker so where do you see yourself? In f- we go, I, I was originally going to say five years, but we're going to extend it out to five to ten. Where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Career-wise, location, lifestyle, 
Where do you see yourself going five to ten years from now? In five years, in five years, five to ten years from now, I see myself being procurement managers for some company and having okay. a family. I'm still gonna be cheap. Tell them that I'm still gonna be cheap. <laughs> ain't no that way. Cause you got to. I've learned something from past relations and life like that. You all tomorrow. You have to be have money for a rainy day. I don't need to wear a Gucci and stuff like that. Usually, people who wear the uh, uh, designer clothes with the big brands on it usually broke. They are broke. Yeah, my goal, I've seen that. Tell them that's my goal is to be making at least a hundred thousand within the next five years. Okay, maybe a consultation after after a little while. But my goal is to have a family and stuff like that. Okay, so your goal is more so like you know, obviously to have a family. You would have to find a wife. Yeah, and, you know that's that's a whole nother topic. Uh, to, to, <laughs> that is true, but when you're on your purpose. When you grinding, like a woman, women come to you naturally. That's true. You know, so I'm like, but women, women don't want a man who's broke. Let's we, we, keep the a, a buck to butt. Like, there are men that can't get women there who are broke. There's a few, to, like, but they they usually don't keep them. They usually don't keep the women. The woman eventually works up one day. Like, why am I dealing with this dude? He drives my car every day. <laughs> <laughs> my credit score. Like, like women, uh, men like. Baby boy, uh, what's that dude? Have baby boy, Jody, Jody yeah, and Melvin. <laughs> yeah, like she's a sucker for that. She, no offense to her, but um, trying her credit score was bad. He driving her car. She had nothing. I, I, you know, I think it depends on the woman. Because yes, a lot of women they her, say her, that pergamous, whatever, whatever the case is. But I think as long as they see you working towards something, you should be okay. Yeah, like if uh, you're just being a bum, like just not working towards not not in school, not. Mm-hmm. You know, taking care of what you're supposed to take care of, blah, 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 or trying to see it into a means, then you run into the issue that you just described. Well, so. I think that that's actually depends on the broke. It depends on what <laughs> yeah. type of broke you are. Because yeah. there's broke where it's like, I ain't got no money, but I'm out working every day. I just got, you know, more bills than I actually have money. Then yeah. there's broke where it's just like, I ain't got no money and I ain't got the bills. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm lounging around all day. And whoever I'm with, is, I'm bringing them down versus, I mean, you could be broke and still kind of contributing to society, contributing to your mm-hmm. partner. Uh, so I think it, you know, kind of depends on, you know, if they have to pick a broke, they probably pick the broke that, well, you know, he's trying, he's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. eventually they might see the, the the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to be broke, be that type of broke. Don't. <laughs> so you say 100K a year, at least, mm-hmm. procurement manager, family, kids. What about location? You staying in Houston? Oh, I'll go wherever the money is. I don't have any kids or anything to tie me down. I would want to say, I would, I would want to say if you call my friends to stay in Houston, but if it came to the money, they asked me to go, I would go. Okay. All right. So 100K, procurement, kids, wife, location, wherever they want you to go. Mm-hmm. That's it, huh? Yeah. Okay. What about you? So for me, five to 10 years, five where do you see yourself? Still, still probably in Houston because I, you know, I got acclimated to the city. Yeah. Like the, uh, like the city, like the area, probably the outskirts somewhere. But uh, I think I'll probably have my own business at that point. Okay. I think at that point, I want to be in a position where I'm done changing exchanging my time for money mm, and I want to have one. more so of my money working to make more money. That's a big mm-hmm. one. So that, that's the biggest thing and that that's the transition that I'm trying to make now but at five years I hope that I'll actually have met that and then 10 years just kind of building on that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah once I get to the point where I can stop change, exchanging my time for money oh, then I feel one. like yeah. Yeah. Because that's the time is that's the that's the number one uh, resource. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can, you, can, you, know, you can spend money out all day, but you can't get time back. That's facts. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, ooh, that's facts. Um, I guess for me, five to 10 years, um, well, I probably would not be in here. You know, Houston is cool. Um, and I don't probably, because I know our listener base is mostly in Houston. So I'm probably going to piss some of these people off. I don't care. But <laughs> Houston is cool. But when I moved here, I want to say five, six years ago, 
it just never really clicked for me. You know, I don't know. I love the people here. I love the food. Amazing. That Those two I would never take away from you. I met the coolest people here. Of course, Brandon, David, you know, Don, everybody else. The food here is great. You know, Breakfast Club, uh, Turkey Leg Hut, all that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Love it. But then you have the other side, <laughs> which I'm not too too big of a fan of, which I'm not going to get into that. But what are you talking about? The big ladies? No, not, no, not because you got some fat ass chicks here. I mean, you got you got some you got some you got some bangers out here. But as far as like, and this may be coming from my perspective because I traveled a lot even before you know coming to Houston. I've been to other cities: New York, L.A., Miami, Atlanta, so on and so forth. So I've seen what other cities are like. And when I came to Houston, I just did not get that euphoric feeling that I got when I was in Atlanta, or when I got when I was in LA, or I got when I was in New York. So, what are you talking? What are, what feeling are you are you describing? How do I describe it? Those the fast paced lifestyle. Not even that. Like those places just felt more balanced in terms of. It's hard to describe. It's hard to describe. It's I, I'm I'm off to give you a deeper dive on that, but. To answer the question, five to ten years from now, I'll probably live in either New York or Atlanta, one of the two, because my I want to get into like digital media, digital marketing, you know, PR stuff like that. So for those type of jobs, you're gonna have to go to one of the hub cities, which is L.A., Atlanta, New York, whatever. So I'm probably gonna see myself going there, um, and just like you said, just making my just making not exchanging too much of my time for money, because obviously you have to put in time to make money. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's an exchange, but hopefully in a situation where I have more work-life balance and still be able to pay my bills. And like you said, Brent, I'm a minimalist. I don't need to be having Gucci and Louis Vuitton. I've been there, done that. I so I don't need that now. Like, I'll be torn. You see my problem? My problem got the bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, that. you really just need somewhere to just sleep, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same with my place. I just have a couch, a TV, and a bed. That's all I really need. Because <laughs> I spend most of my time in the office space, you know, making videos and editing and stuff like that. So it's just like, eh, I don't really need a lot of furniture and I don't, I don't have people over like that. So, yeah. So yeah, that is uh, that is it. Okay, so I guess getting into the actual topics this week, I'll go first on this one. Um, there's been a lot of talk. I don't know if you if you two follow that Instagram page, Spiritual World. I don't follow it, but a lot of people I follow. What is that? Reshare. It's kind of like it's like another shade room. They they post like <laughs> pop culture shit all the time. But Crew Season, I know you're familiar with them, right? Yeah, I like that show. I like, I like Crew them. Season as well. Shout they post Crew Season. They like posted them. a clip. I was talking about, oh, you know, women, da 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 da, da you, know, average, you know, typical relationship shit. Yeah. I was going through the comments, and people were making a comment saying that there's an oversaturation of black relationship-based podcasts. Do you think that's true? Yes. By the way, this is not a relationship podcast. We do touch on relationship topics, but we do talk about variety. I tell everybody, what type of podcast do you have? Variety pod. No, yes. You want to know why? Why? Because, uh... There's always time of black women on uh, reality TV. Wait, so, say that again. There's always time of black women on reality TV. Like black women are the, okay. easiest, are the easiest women to target and talk about from a media from a media standpoint. I think, and I don't want to speak for black women. So I'm being completely honest. Like black women are always targeting the media and stuff like that. I think, like you touched on last episode, I do think we have an image problem. Our image um, is terrible. But I do think that. Black Americans in general, not just women. I just think we are very vocal individuals. So we're usually angry. if we have relationship problems, we're going to put it on front street. If we have, you know, black on black issues, we're going to talk about it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, we we put our problems out for the world to see, but then we get upset when people criticize. You know, like you said, that's that's where the image problem comes into play. But I will say 
I have noticed an uptick of relationship-based podcasts after, you know, Kevin Samuels hit the scene. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel like it's getting a bit much. Like, how many times can you talk about the issues between black men and black women? I mean, we can sit and talk about it, but what are you going to do about it? Tell me, tell me, how many times? I know Lee's four or five black uh, black men podcasts. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Every time I go on YouTube, I see that oh, we got another one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got another one. I, I think it's a mix, though, because one, I think there's, in general, maybe an oversaturation just of podcasts in general, because yeah. a lot of people yeah. are starting podcasts, you know, whether it's relationship or just, you know, other things in general. But yeah. uh, then it's also a mix of kind of the algorithm of, you know, you see it more because like once you click it once, <laughs> that's in your YouTube stuff. Yeah, you're, that's true. You're, you're just yeah. going to see it over and over and over and over. And I think it's a hot topic. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. like you said, it raises a lot of emotion. People get upset and argue in the comment sections and all that. So it yeah. definitely brings a lot of eyes to your podcast. So relationships is an easy bag right now. Like yeah. you, you yeah. get on, you get on a podcast and start talking about black men and black women and what they need to do and this but, and that. But the thing about this, I don't see too many white people, white people podcast talking about relationships. They're, no, they're, they're, just, they're, I, don't, I don't see. I said I don't see too many. I seen. I watched a girl. Just personally, the white girl from London, she does it, but I don't see too many white men talking about relationship survival with women. But you don't really look for it, though. No, no, no. I, I was relationship. If I've seen it, I would, I would glance at it. I may have seen like maybe one or two. There's this dude on YouTube that I see. He makes all these relationship, you know, advice things, and then you have like the. the was the, he giving a seminar? For, I think front, so. I think I've so. seen that one too. And then you got like the red pill community, which yeah. is mostly white. They talk about you know these women ain't this and these women ain't that. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see the back and forth that we get in the black community. Like you see, you see black dudes talking about all oh, black women need to do this, and black women kind of rebelling against it, saying like we're not doing this because y'all not doing this. It's just a big mess. Yeah, it is. So I mean, it's it's part of it too. It's, it's the it's the quick view. Like you know, you can I mean, you, <laughs> it's popular. You hit certain topics, and like your views can go up pretty yeah. quick, and then that turns into so. I mean, it is a quick you know it could be a quick come up if you yeah kind of market the the drama. Correct. I mean, look at our, look at our Instagram. We about to hit two hundred followers, by the way. Thank y'all for that. Hey. But if you look at the clips that get the most views, uh-huh. it's the most it's the it's the it's the topics that are the most entertainment heavy, yes. drama or talking about a black woman. Example that B Simone clip that did more views than anything else that we talked about. I gotta go look at this. I did not know. Anytime we, we talk about the, the senator twerking, that did a lot of views. But if we talk about like some real shit, like finances. You got some people who watch it, but for the most part, no. Nah. Because no, a lot of people don't understand finance. <laughs> ain't trying to learn that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the uh, you know the the quick like what's what's entertainment. It's just that the head the whole headline. I mean, even in, in the uh, kind of society we're in now, the the headline is what, what grabs your attention. So if it's something that you're about to talk about, that's you know something that's going to be kind of more problematic. People are just going to yeah, they're going to gravitate towards. You'll be that. on a shade room. You'll be yeah. on Hollywood Unlocked. You'll be on all those blogs, right? Yeah, yeah. Then then they're in the comments, and then I mean, <sighs> in the turn, it, it you know brings money to the person yep. podcast, and then people emulate you know success, or they they emulate what they think success is. So yeah, it's it's no different than I mean that that's kind of a problem in our community in yeah. whole. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of rappers. I know a lot of you know inner people that want to be in entertainment yeah. they emulate that so i mean mm-hmm. the podcast is just your next it's your, it's your, it's kind of like your next rapper except for it's it's easier to be you know easier to start you said to do. me and Danny had a conversation yesterday you said what's next behind rappers and people in like nba uh ball players the, you talking about like mainstream yeah like what what black people inspired to be it's first in, nba players <sighs> then rappers second <laughs> i guess if you're looking in the mainstream like what who who are the most popular figures in our community? Yeah, rappers, ball players, reality stars. Um, cause, cause we had a we had an in depth conversation. We were talking about like, man, everybody dream at one point. Oh, be, be go go to the NBA league. Then after like, after they realize they can't go to the, the league, 
Oh, I'm gonna become a rapper. I mean, I'm gonna be a rapper. You can see it like when we go out. Like, look how people dress. Look how people act in public. Like that shit is all. That shit is all based on entertainment. What they see on yes. television, what they remember. It was crazy. Is what kind of what, what just drives me up a wall is that they get upset about stereotypes. Oh, they stereotype <laughs> us. You know, they look at us. But yet we support the very things that create the stereotype to begin with. And mind you, black folks don't run these networks. We do not. You know, when you look but at I was on them. When you look at when you look at Love and Hip Hop, it's on VH1. You think black folks are on VH1? No, absolutely not. The lady, the lady who makes the shirt isn't even black. She's she like uh, Caribbean or something like that. Who, Mona Scott? Yeah, that's black. She's black. She's black. Right. She's the producer, but yeah. the people who green lights that, the budgeting and all that, that's Viacom, strictly yeah. white and Jewish. They, everybody everybody yeah. know that. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at that, and then when you look at you know shows that portray black people in a in a, in a terrible light. Usually, black folks are not the ones owning these IPs. We don't so. own it. I mean, unless you're, talking about, unless you're talking about Tyler Perry, which, you know. Tyler Perry movies are terrible. <laughs> well, we'll never get a Tyler Perry sponsorship now. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I'm with that. Tell him, you want to make a better movie? Let me let me write one of his movies. I, I well, you know, he said him. he writes and produces everything. So. Yeah, but his stories are so predictable. I can watch it in five minutes. I know what happened at the end. I don't. I'll, that's, that's, a, that's the only thing. That's my only gripe. It's too predictable. That's my only gripe about this movie. It's kind of a mix, though, because, like, he's catering to... It, it's hard to say when somebody's catering to the actual audience, yeah. it's kind of hard to say, okay, well, your movies are predictable, but his audience like predictable. You know, they movie. like it. They, so it's like... Theaters be packed, right? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> so it's hard. At, at one point, it's kind of like, you know, like, say if, you know, you're 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 an actor or you're a writer or whatever, and you, you want to appeal to the most amount of people or to your fan base, yeah. mm-hmm. that's what he's doing. Like, he's actually appealing to his fan base, so... For yeah. me, I don't, I don't technically kind of like it. I watch seen some of some of his movies. <laughs> I don't like it, but I mean, it's not for me. So I, you know, yeah. I, I mean, kind of it is what it is. I do wish that he may have kind of made a different range of movies because he has like yeah. all that. You know, he has on the studio and all that. So it's like, yeah, all that talent. You can make other movies. That would be cool. But at the end of the day, too, he, you know, he caters to his fan base. I mean, so if he does like everything in house. I mean, he yeah. has his finger on the pulse of what his fans like. So that, right. that's just paying everything. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't, you know, I can't fault somebody for actually doing what you know. Doing what what their fans like. like I'm personally not a big fan of it. I don't really Crazy. watch like, a yeah, lot yeah, of. Yeah, Tyler you P- like the bad guy. Nobody likes his. I mean, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know enough about his content to say whether I liked it or not. No, I don't. But, wa- you, but, but you I don't, don't watch. It. I, I don't. I don't. I think the last thing I seen with Tyler Perry was like an episode of the half and half knots. I was like, that, yeah, that nah, is, oh, that nah. show is so bad. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh, that show is so bad. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I can see the appeal though. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a it's like a black soap opera. I get it, but it just it's not for me. Watching but yeah, shout out to Tyler Perry too. Yes, give yeah. me, give me a contract. <laughs> you hop in one of those movies. I mean, you light skin enough. He'll, he'll oh, put you in one. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you. I'll give for the paycheck. There you I go. Gonna, I ain't gonna say anything. All right. So my next topic: monkeypox that is making national headlines. Apparently, it is a emergency at this point. Um, they're talking about rolling vaccines out. Uh, they're saying that they've they detected it in multiple states in the United States, and they also detected multiple college campuses. So. Do you think I already got the answer to this? It's a hard no, but do you think with a monkeypox outbreak, this is going to slow down casual sex? No, absolutely. How do you not. get monkeypox? Sex. Oh my lord! <laughs> nah, it's not. Not it's not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's not, not yet. like not I'm. Yet. I'm telling you, it's not. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. People don't. People don't even wear condoms now. Like, and that's you, wild. You, I can't do that. Nah, not with a casual. Even if I was in a relationship, I don't want kids. So unless she's on like a you know UID or she's on birth control, I'm not going raw. And plus, I would, I'm the type that would get tested even if I'm not 
having sex with anyone, I would still get tested every six months just so I can have some up-to-date results to say, hey, if I do decide to involve myself with somebody, look, I don't have anything. So, um, but no, like, I don't think it's, I don't, you saw how people acted during COVID. So yes. even when that was like revving, thing, people still didn't wear masks. They didn't get vaccinations. They didn't want to do this. They didn't want to follow guidelines. People still went to clubs, bars, hookahs, and all that. So I think with monkeypox, if this does, I don't think it's going to be like a COVID level threat. I don't think we're going to see something like that necessarily. But if it gets widespread enough, I don't think people are going to slow down. I think people are still going to be on Tinder, swiping and fucking and doing whatever they want no, to do. No, think about this. Uh, HIV is around people and slow people down. Yeah, that's all about, you know, we they got <laughs> diseases that didn't stop nothing. So <laughs> I don't see- add in another one in there, you know. Tell me, where did this come from? I, that I don't know. I didn't really look that deep into like the whole origin of monkeypox, but I know it's you know considered a sexual. You know, I don't know if it's ST, you know, STD or something like that, but it's definitely considered a, a sexual thing. So this is crazy that this stuff like this stuff just pops up randomly from stuff. Like, I mean, it was around fifty I years ago. I think it was all it was already a thing. I just think now it's getting to the point to where it's spreading to the point to where it's getting kind of out of hand. So is there um, a cure for it? I'm looking up right now. Let me see. 2022. So according to Wikipedia, an ongoing outbreak of monkeypox, a viral disease that was confirmed in May of 2022. The initial cluster was cases found in the UK where the first case was detected May 6th of 2022. An individual flying to Nigeria, blah, blah, blah. All right. They just kind of give me the history here. How do you know you have monkeypox? So monkeypox is a viral infection that manifests a week or two after exposure with fever, non-specific symptoms, and then produces a rash with lesions last about two to four weeks. Um... Here we go. Monkeypox is most likely primarily spread through close contact, including sexual activity, but it's not classified as STD. But it does, and it does not require contact with genital fluids to spread. So you can get this shit, you know, just being up on somebody, right? So, um, blase, the center of disease, the CDC has emphasized the importance of reducing uh, the stigma. It can do monkeypox. Okay. But yeah, so close contact. But what the headlines have been saying, they've been kind of spinning as like a sexual thing. So be that's careful. The, that. That's the media for you. Well, they're rolling the vaccine out. So, you know, if you if you want to be out there fucking. How do they have a vaccine for this already? I, I'm not a doctor. I, I don't want to speculate, but. It's funny coincidence. I don't know if it's out yet, but they but apparently there's like 80. It We have to look this up later, but it's apparently there's a vaccine coming for it. So if people are going to take it, probably not. No. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. But long story short, it, it's not stopping. No. COVID didn't. I mean, that stops, you know, people leaving for about a week or two. And then after it that, is. I don't think it stopped them then. People didn't oh, think yeah. it was real. Yeah. Talking about COVID, COVID shut down, shut, shut down the city for how many? Not by, not by voluntarily though. People, they oh, yeah, literally yeah. had to force people to stay home, and even then, they didn't stay home. I, don't, I agree with you on that. I remember I seen the highway. The highway was empty for like a good month. Oh, it was great. It was crazy. It was fantastic. It, it oh, was so no crazy. traffic. It was oh, felt good outside. It was great. But um, no, like I think with with COVID though, I think what what really tripped me out was that you would see people be so anti, you know. Oh, I ain't worried about it. I'm da, 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 da. I'm not wearing no mask. They out in clubs. And like two weeks later on the Instagram story, y'all pray for me, y'all. I got to go find me for my grandma who caught COVID. I'm just like, well, what the fuck you thought was going to happen? Like, so I yeah, man, it's, it's wild. But monkey politics, y'all be careful out there. Casual sex to me at 30, I'm not really interested in it, to be real with you. Um, so if you're spraying yourself thin, just protect yourself. I always tell you, if you're going to be having your hot girl summers and your city boys up and all that, just make sure you wear protection. I know y'all won't, 
But I'm just letting you know, if you want to avoid and stay healthy out there, please wear protection. Please. It's not that hard. And plus with this Roe v. Wade shit going on, like, fam, just put a uh, condom on. Put a condom on, please. You saw that You saw that law that China made? Oh. Uh, uh, if you get someone pregnant, you gotta start playing child support for the day you I got pregnant. That. That, that's the most crazy thing I've ever seen in my life. The mother can the mother can request child support the minute that she yeah I did but see the, that. The thing about that is how can you prove it? I don't know if this is correct, but I also read that you can determine paternity before the baby is born. You can. So I, I've, I've, I've think, heard stories of that. I think if they are going to implement this, they have to make paternity tests mandatory. Because you, so, they a chick would is, never do that. That, that chick could be like, crazy. oh yeah, Brandon is the, the, the father. They don't have any proof. Then they can just slap you with child support payments right out the gate. The question is, would you get your money back if it's not your kid? Probably. There are cases to where that has happened, but I think I read one case where the child turned 18 and the father found out that it wasn't his kid. And the court was like, well... Yeah. Your name was on the birth certificate. So I've seen cases where this man was in jail, and then the lady didn't need to put a name on a on child support paper. The dude had to pay child support, if even though he was in jail. But if you, yeah. I think if your name is on the birth certificate, yeah. that will override the fact that you're not the father. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think the bigger question is though, like, what are you paying to support though? That's the. I mean, I guess if if you question. if she feels like you're not gonna be there, or if you made it clear that you're not gonna be there, I guess she could just slap you with papers right out the gate. But, but you, but you. Sometimes you, you you generally have an idea whether he's gonna be there or not. Sometimes. Well, I mean, I, I agree with the child support when they're born because yep. you actually have a child to support. Yeah. During the nine months of the pregnancy, there's actually no child to actually support just yet because you're not buying, you know, the diapers. You're not buying, yeah. You know, no, that, you, that's kind of weird. No, you supporting her diet, her food. No, you supporting medical bills. I can see that. I can. I, I can see that. I, you know, I just, I feel like paternity tests should just be mandatory. I think if paternity tests was mandatory, that would, they that would, would never do that. Like, they mean, but Maury wouldn't have a show anymore. So no, so. A lot of women, a lot of women would get caught up. See, the argument that I hear is like, it's a breach of trust. Like, oh, you don't trust me? And I'm like, no. So no the, 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 like, this is an 18-year commitment. Like, it's not that I don't trust you. I just need to be triple sure before I make a $250,000, you know, investment. Yeah, tell me, I don't, I don't ever want to have any doubt. So women, exactly. women, women are really against having it mandatory. It is a, a I think on. it's a mind state thing. I so, think that men and women just look at it because you got to think women are feelings based. They feel like, you know, I'm not going to say women aren't logical, but that's not their leading, you know, that's not their leading coping mechanism. It's more emotion. So for them, it's like, why would you do this when you, quote unquote, know that I'm only for you? And to them, it's very hurtful. I, I can't I can't identify with that because I'm not a woman. As a guy, I'm just like, yeah, why the fuck not? But with women, they feel totally like if you ask any woman about that, they feel so crazy. They have like the craziest like position about that. Yeah. So I watched I watched a YouTube video a couple weeks ago. Well, France did this. Uh, Small town France did it. Gave maternity test to everybody, all the fathers in the city. The women revolted so bad against that. They revolted so bad because the men started figuring out a lot of these kids are not there. Mm. Paternity fraud. So I do believe. I do believe a lot of a lot of people who have a kid. The father is not the real father. I think it should be mandatory. Yeah, just yep. for peace of mind, and you know that'll make court cases go a lot smoother. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit, I think women should get. I mean, if you, if you, if you put, if you put a man through that and say, "Hey, you're the father, you're the father," and it comes out that he's not, I think the woman should get charged with paternity fraud. So no, I feel like you should have to pay the money back. That or she should get fined. Yeah, she should get fined for that paternity fraud. Like that, that can ruin somebody's life. But they ain't gonna do that because they want women to keep coming to court. <sighs> I guess. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's a definitely like a tough. I def, I, it definitely should be mandatory. I think it should be mandatory for both anyway, just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, you don't want to walk away with a baby that's not yours. It was a, a story where like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the guy got a paternity test and the baby wasn't his, and then the <sighs> wife got one because she was like, "There's no way that this baby isn't yours," and then the baby wasn't hers either. So I mean, I think you should wait. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. The, what? The baby, it got mixed up at the hospital. Oh, I was yeah. like, wait. <laughs> I caught that too so, real quick. So both of them, you know, basically had a a, a negative, you know. Okay. So that's another way to spin it. Yeah, to make sure babies doesn't get mistaken at the hospital. You both, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know why they won't make, I guess it's all political. Like women, women don't want it to happen. I, th- I th- so if it happens, a lot of women be single. That'd be the direct correlation. They're like, oh, this ain't my kid. I'm gone. That, that, that would be a deal breaker for me, personally. Tom, yeah. there'll, be a, Tom, there'll be a lot of suckers that be dipping out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much that really happens, though, as far as, like... I'm I think sure it's I'm more common you. than we think, but I don't I'm, think it's, like, a crazy high percentage. Yeah. I, I'm thinking... I'm reading the story. I think at least 30%. 30? 30%. That's a lot. That's, a, that's a lot. I don't think it's 30%. How, think, how think, it, it's more than 10. I think it might be, like, at 10 10% is I think I think like five or I'm not thinking it's way more than that. I mean, that, that, that man, the man don't find the man that is not his kid. Like the man thinks it's his kid and then it's not his kid. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty damn the, the man had no idea. The man really can't most men been, really kind of know. No, no, no. They, no, they no. kind of have doubts at the at the beginning. Tell like, no, 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 this happened to my coworker. I won't oh, say his sure. name. <laughs> so me, uh, I won't say the name do name because we were having a conversation one day. We was talking about the fraternity before. I said, yeah. Then one time I got with this lady. She got pregnant. All right. Then the baby came around. I'm like, I'll take care of the baby. Then somebody mentioned to me. Somebody in the family said, man. He said, no, he said, he started to look at the baby. He realized the baby don't look nothing like him. Oh, no. I, so he told him. So he ran up to the lady. Uh, no, he ran up to the lady, man. Was, the baby don't look anything like me. So he gets a paternity test behind her back and realize, and realize this isn't his kid. This is a real story. Yeah. This is a real story. So the emotional damage he went through, you can't put that on paper. The most man, the emotional damage he went through, like, man, he was raising a kid, taking care of it. Oh, then he realized wild. the kid wasn't his. But think, think about it, what that'll do to your mind. Yeah, that no, that's just, tough. That's tough. That, that she can get away with scot free. He mm-hmm. almost got trapped. Shout out to my partner. I ain't gonna say his name. Shout out to my man. I mean, even outside of trap, just like, you know, to, to think you have a kid and then the kid not be yours. Like, that's a tough situation, especially if you actually connect with the kid, especially mm. if it goes past like a couple months. And, so, at the, you know, a couple years, it's like I raised a kid that was three or four and they're not mine. Like, so what do you like, do? To, 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 so, yeah, at that point, so. what do you do? It's one. Anyway, this is the trick question. Is it better? Is it better? The woman know the answer. Is it better for a woman to lie to the man and have, the, to have somebody to protect the kid or a woman tell the, tell the man straight up? Oh, this isn't your child. Tell the man straight up that it's not his kid. But women or as a do. possibility, it's not his so kid. So women not good because yeah. they want to, they want to provide it to help him with the kid. No one, no nobody wants to write a kid, child by itself. If they, I mean, made, if they made paternity test mandatory, we won't go through that. Yeah. Oh yes, even the, but, I guess the, I, the help women out though. Nobody, men, people in general don't want to own up to their mistakes though. Like if you can fact. get away with something, it it takes a a real you know good person to be like, okay, I messed up. If you know you can get away with it, and uh, you know tell the truth then it's, it's most people won't do that most people if they can get away with it they're going to get away with it yeah, outside but, of, outside of women but in this is, in, instance in situation yeah i guess there, i mean there is are women that's going to be like okay well i don't want i don't want to do it myself yeah he may never find out so 
I'm just going to roll with it. And I don't know. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a 50-50 chance. Let's, so, let's no, no, he might have, no, no, no. The baby might have come out just look like me. <laughs> He'll never know. Yeah. Or they both dudes might have been light-skinned. And they, they, they didn't ever know. Come on, there's, another, there's another story I was watching. Uh, this was a couple weeks on, a couple, a couple months ago on YouTube. So this man, this man was grinding and working, and he had a family, right? He had three kids. All right, uh, he went to the doctor early in his life, and when he got, uh, does he get a help? Uh, got a, tomorrow got a screen, let him, let him see his help. He forgot to get the results back. He never went back. He never went back to that doctor. Mm. Then he finds out, uh, 23, 23 years later, he's infertile, and he has three kids. Okay. Like, none of the kids he raised were his kids. Yeah. Oof. For 23 years, she cheated on him, and she knew. Like, it hurt this man so bad. He just wanted to like, like now the kids don't talk to him or anything. Because uh-huh. uh, he divorces his ex-wife. And they feel like he's doing their mom dirty. Because he's divorcing, divorcing them. But none of them kids, like, he put blood, sweat, and tears in raising the kids for 23 years. And he realized he he's in, he has like a rare disease where he can't have kids. Yeah. And none of the kids have the same disease as him. Well, I mean, that's, that, that's kind of on the kids, though, too. Because if they're 23... And like they don't understand what was done to him, then I mean that, that they that, that there's more questions to be said on that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Ugh. like he raised, yeah, that that is tough. Like he, ra- he he's in, he's incapable of having kids, but he has three kids, which is just wild. That's wild. Yeah, mm. the woman lied on for twenty three years. What can you do? <laughs> Go back to the doctor and get your results. Yeah, <laughs> that's on him. All right. Well, my last topic. Um, are we getting too old? Because I'm assuming you, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. You're 33? Yeah. All right, Brandon, you how old? 32. I am 29. All right. So, Brandon, we talked about this. We was in Miami earlier this year. Um, Rolling Loud just happened. Yes. Right? And I'm looking at the footage. You know, I'm seeing because some of my people that I know who live in Florida, they went down there and they're having a good time. Where's that? Where's it at in Florida? Miami. All right. And it came to my realization looking at that video, I feel a little anxious. I'm like, am I getting too old to be in crowds like that? Because we, we felt it when we went down there for spring break. I was ignorant. I feel like at this age, at 30 plus, going to big events like Rolling Loud, uh, Rock the Bells, what else? Something in the Water, Lovers and Friends Fest, Lollapalooza. What, what's, the, what's the one in Austin? South by Southwest? Yes. I get I get irritated. Do you do y'all feel the same way about like big crowds like that? I don't care for them much anymore. I don't like yeah. I, I don't I, I can't I can't do it anymore. Like I get so irritated. And plus, I'm older, so I feel like the rappers and the music today. I just can't I can't vibe with it. Nah, this is it is the way with the uh, people been shooting stuff nowadays. Yeah, it's just not worth it anymore to me. I and really I, I don't like, know, I, like, like I like I really ever go to the gallery. Oh, Unless I have to, I'm not going to Galleria for anything. There's no reason, so you shop online. Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to work in the Galleria. That was tough. Parking? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, because you know we worked on the the topper floors, whatever. So I used to have to come down, and the gallery is always packed. Even yes. during COVID, it was packed. I know people used to go to gallery just to walk around. Yeah, just to walk. Around. So I, I and I, to answer the question, yeah, yeah, I think we are getting too old for crowds. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm and I'm seeing people out there just I'm just like. How is this fun? Like, how is this ever fun? Just be, I guess, back in the day, like, I guess, mid 2000s. I had no, I had no but time. I had no but time. I just no, don't see no, how you can have fun like that, though. Like, you, even when you go to clubs now, they don't dance no more. They just have sections and cell phones. That's it's, it. And that's wild, too. Going out. People the, go to clubs to be antisocial. No, people go to clubs to record videos and say, I'm out. Do this. 
Yep. Show and the picture. Who, no, no, no. They don't know hookah. <laughs> they record themselves smoking it. Yep. I've done that. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like going, to, like, even when we went to Miami earlier this year, I think the most fun we had was like going to the restaurants. Yes. Like, it was honestly not going to the clubs and the beaches with all these people. Like, some people oh, like South Beach was ignorant. Yeah. Had- it was. It was bad. Even the malls wasn't that bad. The malls going to the malls wasn't that bad. No, because we went during the day. So, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people when people go to Miami, they just think about South Beach. They don't go out to like Little Havana. They don't go out to Little Havana. Was dope. It was dope. So I that's where I had the most fun. Just exploring those different neighborhoods and going to the Cuban restaurant and, you know, meeting the people that we met down there. They were super cool. Um mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Kristen, by the way. Um yeah, man, we had a great time. We had a we had a great time out there. But when we went to South Beach and that big ass crowd and dudes fighting and shooting and clubs being packed out and people walking back and forth, no shirt on, and I just like, bro, what are we doing out here? I feel like the old man at that point. Like, what are we doing out here? Well, let, let me ask you, I guess, a twist to your question. So, do you think it's because we're too old, or do you think that the times and the just shifted so much and the, the experience is no longer I think that's what it different. is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember like in, let me see, 18, 2011-ish. I remember, Woo! I remember, this was before like Instagram, like the pre-Instagram era. Let me just say that. I remember that. this. The MySpace era. I remember this vividly. Going out to the, and I lived in Florida at that time. So going out to the beaches and stuff like that, it was so much fun. Because you didn't have that many distractions. Clubs didn't even have sections back then. Like you went to a club, nothing but dance. You, you can't sit down. Like where are you going to sit at? The music was better. Like everything, at least to me, everything was better back then. Today, it's all about, oh yeah, let me walk out here with my Balenciaga sneakers and let me get in this section real quick and let me just flex and you know, you know, let me act like I'm doing it when I'm, you know, I, I'm not. So yeah. Now also too, back in the day, I used to go in the club. I remember, I remember many times me and DeAndre went out. We, we went to club. We had jackets on. It was cold outside. Uh, we get in that, We get in the club. Oh, we be high. We come, we come out of the club sweating. I mean, oh. back then, women used to dance with you. Today? Oh, yeah. You, you read the time. Women dance with their own friends before they dance with another man. They, they too pretty now. They just stand there. They just stand there with their little, you know, they, they got their little dresses on and they got their makeup on and the hair on point and all that. They just stand there, take videos, with, you know, yeah. vibing. You know, it's, it's too vibey. Like, everybody just want to stand around and just vibe to the music. The DJ, and the DJ don't even be playing nothing that's like, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, it's more like they go out to... Appear that they're going out like online. They go out for online more so. Like they go out to yeah. post the pictures on Instagram, Snapchat, yeah. or whatever. But you know, they just want to do that, and then whether they have fun at the place that they're at Probably doesn't really not. matter. They want you to know that they're at you know Lollapalooza, or they want you to know that they're at a festival. So it's more so for Instagram and yeah, Snapchat. It's and- not for the experience. It's more so like for the Ooh. the you know the, the we thing. out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it ain't the same because I, I was, you know, driving, thinking back, and I have, you know, my uh, Apple Music playing. They start playing like a lot of the uh, the Dallas songs that used to be going on. Yeah, and, like so I'm kind of thinking back, like man, two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Do you remember we went to the south? Uh, the south, the relay, uh, south. By, no, what was it? Uh, Texas, Texas relay. Yeah. That was a great night. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Wow. Like you had, you know, Texas relays. You had like in Dallas clubs. Like you had all these, and they were like real experiences. But I think people now don't. They don't have that type of it's atmosphere. Not, the, the clubs aren't that type of. You know, it's not. It's not the same. Atmosphere. Clubs are not. I don't. I don't. I don't find it fun. I like, it's, I, it's not fun. It's, it's just not the same no it's more. It's crowded for no reason. It's like everybody's there, yeah. but nobody's doing anything, and everybody's crowded and. You know, everybody, everybody's taking yeah, pictures. Yeah, it's like, like, and I've been to the clubs in Miami. Like, you know, you got lot, you got, you got, like, you got live, you got all these other clubs, and I, I'm, I'm in there. I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just, I'm seeing just people just standing there, and you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, I just feel like club culture today. I feel like 
the fun parts of club culture. That's that's long gone. We yes, we not yeah, getting yeah, that yeah. back. We are not getting that back. So, as a society, like society's not as fun as it used to be. Hell no. I remember back in the oh man, like you said, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Like that was like prime. It was oh definitely. I got that's right. That's right when I graduated high school. Oh, it was so much fun. What do you, what do you think it caused the decline? Do you think it's just social media, the internet? No, social media really. Like people go more to take pictures than actually have fun. That's anymore. what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. And two, I know so like people can't communicate anymore. Mm-mm. The only way people communicate is through social media no more. Like you don't see to even go out. You don't see too many men approaching women going to going to holler at them. You don't see that as much anymore. Yo, shout out to the metaverse, yo! I can't wait for that. Oh. We got we got the Oculuses already. We ready to go. Oh, yeah, the yeah. metaverse is about to be wild. No, I don't need it. I, like it is. That's gonna be cool. That's gonna make society even worse. It's gonna be like Ready Player One. It, I mean, I feel like 10 years from now, because they already have, apparently they already have nightclubs in the metaverse already, like, well, metaverse. Well, in the uh, the Oculus and the little, you know, I forgot the little app that you use, but apparently they already have, like, social events going on in that virtual world. I need need to put mine on, see if it works. And, you know, the NBA, they have that contract with Meta, so where you can, like, sit courtside of a basketball game with your headset. I need to try my thing out. Yeah. They really got clubs. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, man. I, I don't know if y'all follow uh, what's the name, but I, I've been looking at Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah, and yeah. I've been looking at. I didn't know this was a thing, but they have oh, yeah. like, the Grand Theft Auto role play. Mm-hmm. And what's uh, the role play? That, that's that is wild. It's like whatever you can do, you can just pretty much almost kind of do whatever in the game. Like yeah. you have jobs, you can have. Uh, was watching the uh, people literally live a second life on Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah they get they've been going on for at least ten years. They made a, <laughs> so much money. But you can like, do a lot. You can do a lot. Like that, yeah. how in depth it is was crazy. Like I was like. This is what I wanted when I was a kid. Like, you know, yeah. to have that outside of life inside of Grand Theft Auto and do whatever you want. But, like, you can have a part-time job in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are we can, getting on this one, D? You can, uh, I, I don't know if it's as good as uh, on the console as it is on PC. Probably not, because PC got the mods yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing it on PC. I mean, dude pulled up with the Concord, Jay's on, uh, pulled up to the uh, car wash and had to do washing his car. And you have voice chat, so it's like real life. Yeah, yeah. real life. Dude pulled the dude to the side, sold him a little some Grand Theft Auto drugs or whatever. I'm like, no, oh, this is what I wanted when I was a kid. But like, pretty much they just took it to a level of. Just imagine if GTA Six comes out and they say, "Yo, it's gonna be compatible with virtual reality." It's over. It's over with. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. It's over with. To, at this point, I don't know what. Why do they even need to make GTA Six? And they make someone money at GTA Five. I mean, technology. I mean, GTA Five came out. Three generations ago, yeah. so it's, it's time. Yeah. Just just think how good GTA Five is now. GTA Six with all the new technology they have now, it's PS3. gonna be wild. It was on the PS3, the PS4, and PS5. Yeah, yeah so, so crazy. The they, engine they, is they old. The new one. Yeah, each, the engine uh, system, which was crazy. Yeah, the GTA Five engine is like almost ten years old at this point. Yeah, so. But I, I've seen, I've heard this live online where you can just just run with people, just they be shooting people and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you got you got people. They people got actual relationships on GTA Five. Like you yeah. can have like an actual girlfriend who lives all the way across country, and y'all like in the game. Our thing, our couple. That's wild. Because they had, uh, going back to the club, they had a virtual club in there. Oh, yeah. It, it was people talking, music yeah. playing. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's what we going, man. I, I don't, I, shit. <laughs> I, go get, you some, go get you some meta stock, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wild. But that's all the topics I got, Brandon. What, what you got? I got this one topic. Then I let my boy get, I let my boy D rip. Okay. So I've been watching BNW uh, lately. They started a distribution plan lately that. for uh for heated seats. I saw the and heated steering wheel apparently. Here's it. They they challenge Charles a brother nineteen dollars a month for it or three hundred and ninety nine dollars for ten years. I'm mixed on it because yes, we live in a subscription society. Everything is subscription now. Even with like Apple Pay and like PayPal, how you could pay in fours. Yeah. Um, this is just another uh, another another style of this. I think with this, 
um, I'm mixed on it. Yes, yeah, another subscription service, but if you if you if you can afford a BMW, why not pay twenty dollars a month to say, let me see what the heated seats are like, and you can just cancel it when you don't want it. Hold up, hold up, play, hold up, play. Once upon a time, that was a standard feature. Now, now, now you taking the standard feature. You buying a luxury car like this? You taking the standard feature right now? No, not always, because sometimes they had different tiers of the yes, car. So I, like, I don't the, disagree with the you. The low on that. tier probably did not have it. Yeah. And the higher tier did. So now what they're doing is like, okay, let me try this out, and if I like it, I'll keep it. Nah, it should just come standard. Nicole. Just think about it. If, if they do a subscription service for heated seats, yeah, you, they're gonna try something else. I just how long is winter? Three months. <laughs> let huh? me just pay. For, let me pay thirty dollars for three months for heated seats, and then when summertime rolls around, I don't need the shit no more. I just cancel it. Mm. That's a way to bring I, revenue. I, I can mean. see your point on that. What you saying, DeAndre? Uh, I mean, it's good for the company, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> people gonna, people gonna buy the shit. They gonna, gonna, I mean, you when you have heated seats, it's amazing. You, you want heated seats? Yes. Yeah, so you're not gonna not have heated seats in Houston though. Yeah, it's in the uh, winter. It's still it, cold. It, it, it it's not that cold. Well, the, the, the thing is, though, it's not just it's not just heat. Well, for the most part, it, it's, it's you have AC too. Yeah, so it, go, it go both ways. So I'm pretty sure you got AC in your car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you so I'm pretty fancy. sure. That, I'm pretty sure they charging both. You ain't got AC in your car? No, no, no. Okay, AC heated seat. AC oh, seats. Okay. Yeah, you know the, the seat. So I, I could I could heat and then I can cool too. Okay. So I'm okay. pretty sure they probably. What kind of car you drive? Uh, like a Benz, Lexus. Lexus, okay. <laughs> that's that real estate money right there. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they're gonna have it both ways. Though. Okay. So once you have that, it's hard not to not to like it's hard to get rid of that. Okay. So I think they know that too, and that's why they're doing like you know twenty bucks a month to a BMW person. It ain't a lot. Yeah. And they just want to find a way to finagle that and roll it into yep. the the uh, thing. So they're probably not even gonna know. Most people aren't even gonna know. They're just gonna say, hey, it's gonna be a twenty dollar a month subscription or whatever to like a. And they might throw it in with a warranty. Or something. You know, they're gonna find a way to connect. It. Most <laughs> yeah. people probably aren't even gonna know. But I mean, that's kind of the way we've, I mean, we've been geared for this for a minute. Like yeah. they've started it yeah. out with, you know, I mean, video games, even cell phones. Like you got to, most people have a cell phone on a payment plan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is, I mean, that's crazy too. So like it, it's, it's been going, if it was only a matter of time before the car, like BMW is seeing all these people making money on uh, subscriptions and like, how, hey, we make cars. How can we fit in? Nobody listened to radio anymore. You know that that was the radio. Serious, yeah. You know, they, they when I took the radio, so, I took no, the radio out. You forgot about you forgot about this one too. The navigation in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the phone got the navigation yeah. and the radio. So hey, like, like damn, they took my revenue. They went back and like, man, what else we could do? Oh, the, the seats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go back. Get, let's let's get them with the seats. That's true. That's true. You know, can't can't do nothing else. All you can really do is the seats. So whoever's out of that, he probably got a little pay raise. You know what I'm saying? They probably like, hey, good good one. I mean, especially now, <laughs> especially if they're like, if all these manufacturers are kind of getting into like the electric market, like Tesla. Yeah, they could probably just push a software update out and just be like, yo, and you could probably like pick it on a little dash, like, okay, I want this, 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 and then subscribe. Yeah, because cars are becoming like computers now. I, I do are. believe that in the next maybe not ten years, I think that'd be a little bit too soon, but the next fifteen years, we're all going to be electric. Every single car. Uh, I think it's going to take a little bit longer than that. You think so? It, yeah. I think it, it really just wants to get the, the pricing down yeah. and make it more efficient to actually manufacture electric cars. Yeah. I, I think that switch will come a lot sooner. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, especially with gas. I mean, gas going up. You know, if gas. It's coming down now. It's yeah. coming down now. It's I, so high. I passed the gas. It was like uh, 370. I was like, okay. You know, it was like 425 last month, so. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah, it's, it's it's starting to stabilize a bit, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the switch to electric will probably be for the for the best anyway. Best for the environment, yeah. less maintenance on your car. Like, yeah. The question: Are the oil and gas companies ready for this? I mean, I think if anything, that's they probably why the the switch hasn't 
transitioned so much before because there's so much money. They're lobbying like crazy for it. Like so, I'm pretty sure if that happened, Houston would be because how many oil and gas companies do we have here in Houston? A lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think that. that but would, we, that we, would, we don't think we still use oil and gas for other things. I mean, we do, we do. But that would be a big hit. But yeah. if all the cars went electric, that'd be a. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I'm hoping they see this coming. Cause they can't stop what's going to happen eventually. No, man. You know, people slow down. I mean, I, I tell people you can't, you can't make a law that's going to outpace innovation. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask y'all this. Listen, do you ever think they're going to start making electric trains and get rid of the, the cold ones? What you mean, like you? you so, you, so past the cars, like just transportation in general, everything going electric. I don't know about planes. I, 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 I don't know about planes. I'm, I'm talking like, would trains be next? Probably trains, uh, trucks. Yeah. I don't see why not. If it's better for the environment, it has a lower overhead. Yeah, trains might be tough though because of the like weight. I think more so the the railroads. I mean that's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean you got to kind of. I'm imagine you probably have to redo the railroads and put in like electric tracks or whatever. Yeah, and that's a whole another thing. Like that you got you, the infrastructure for trains have been set up when the country was built pretty much. So I mean mm-hmm. that that's already kind of there. So I think that might kind of stay, but cars for sure. I think that that will probably. Yeah, eventually transition. I think too, where they're the next evolution in cars is kind of like the autonomous driving. I yeah, think yeah. The lidar and all that. So I think once they kind of get that figured out, then I mean, electric is kind of the yeah the next wave. The next wave to go. What about planes? You didn't ever get planes? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I don't know if there's an advantage for planes. I, I don't really know how that how they work. Maybe quieter. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Brandon, that's all you got for this week? That's all I got. Let my boy DeAndre rock. Okay, let's go. So what, uh, what we got? Let's see. Yeah, uh, I guess the the first, it's more of a uh, kind of a uh, a mindset, hot, hot pinpoint of uh, the fear, of, the myth of failure. Mm. It's kind of kind of the topic that I, I think we can kind of go with. It's just how, in general, how failure is, um, how failure is spoken of within just kind of overall society and just how we view it. You know, because growing up, you know, you did something bad, you failed the class or whatever. You're always you're always punished. And then that kind of trickles down. Yeah. And yeah. anytime you do something that, um, you know, you're, you're not good at or whatever, you tend to, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to stop doing it. Or if you don't think you're going to be good at it, you think you're, you're not think you don't think you're going to uh, do as well at it. You know, you don't pick it up. Mm-hmm. And I think just that fear, fear, that myth of failure, that failure is bad. I think that just kind of has put people in a box. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people just don't realize and it's, And, you know, even so, you know, growing up, somebody failed a class, whatever, you know, oh, there's jokes, you know, things come with that. And, you know, everybody, you know, oh, you failed. And we look at failure as, you know, such a bad thing. But in reality, it really isn't. Yeah. Like failure itself is, you know, is good for the most part. Uh, you, you should fail. And then when you do fail, you kind of learn from it, learn from experiences. But you shouldn't let actual failure stop you from doing things. I, I agree you on that. So... I guess in regards, like, let's just say you fail at a relationship, you fail at school, you fail at, like, a, a job or something like that. You, pretty much what you're saying is that you should not allow that to define you and just look forward and just try to learn from your mistakes. Right, right. Or okay. even you shouldn't allow that, that, that kind of that, that linger feeling of, oh, I may fail. And you shouldn't let that stop you in do, sure. doing things. Like, how many, I guess, you know, just kind of think about, you know, y'all can think of your personal life. Like, how many times has, has, fail, has failure or the fear of failure, have, has that ever kind of stopped you from doing anything? Yes, I don't, I, I don't know about the feel of failure because I'm like you know I'm gonna make this happen regardless. I think my thing is more so the, 
I guess the fear of the unknown. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I think that's the biggest. And I guess you could categorize. I guess you could categorize that as fear of it failure. Fair. Yeah. Because you don't know if you're gonna be successful. or You're gonna fail at it. You're just taking a leap of faith. So. But you have to take that leap of faith. If you don't take that leap of faith, you're gonna be stagnant. You never. You tell, you'll never better, your, better yourself. You just I mean, stay yeah. stagnant. When I when I moved to Houston, that was a leap of faith. You know, I, I moved with. No family here, nothing like that. And I just like, you know, fuck it, let's do it. I was what, 23 at the time? And I was like, yo, why not? So I packed all my stuff in my car and made it out here and just made it happen. So if I never would have done that, I wouldn't have started this podcast. I wouldn't have met Brandon. I wouldn't have, you know, discovered all this, you know, stuff in Houston. So I, I get that. I get that. If Yeah, yeah. I think just people, people staying stagnant, I think that's a big thing. I think, you know, a lot of people... Stagnation is one of those things to where Stagnation. is that a word? Yeah, it is. Okay, I'm making sure. I wish I didn't make that shit up. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no that's, that's a real word. All right, all right, gonna make sure. I'd be, be saying some crazy shit sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you just say? Never mind. But I feel like um, the fear of being stagnant—that is a real thing. I think people allow their, like you were saying earlier, how people get so comfortable in their roles and people get so comfortable where they're at. I think that will cause. The effect of that, where you look back in life and you just start having regrets. I know so many people in their 40s and 50s, and they're like, yo, when I was like 30, I could have done this, but I was just so comfortable here. So you, you don't want to live with regrets. That's why, for me personally, I want to take the jump to like do something different. So, mm. yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I agree. I think that is the main reason why people kind of get comfortable and put into a box is because they're afraid to fail and then they probably have people around them saying oh no you shouldn't do that you got a good job yes. why even try to risk that and you know all that or you know all that might not work or what if it don't work and they, they kind of just put that in your head yeah um it was a uh i was like i don't know if y'all um listen different podcasts it was a financial podcast or whatever but they had a uh, a big real estate guy i think his name was john people or something like that mm -hmm. billionaire guy whatever but um he was talking about when he first kind of got into doing um real estate investing whatever he had to stop listening to People around him, he had to stop listening to oh, his parents, stop listening yes. to his mom, because they were putting, you know, and probably just out of, you know, out of wanting to protect him and didn't mm -hmm. want him to fail. But they, you know, kind of put that negativity on you of, you know, in their mind, they're protecting you and stopping you from doing yep. something that may lead you down to a road of, you know, being broke. But in his mind, it was just like, well, I got to take this. I got to take this leap. So I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. 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 And I, I think a lot of people, they don't take that leap because they start listening to other people and they just mm -hmm. in their mind, they're saying, OK, well, what if they're right? What if I don't? You know, yeah. you know, if I if I fail at this, then you know, at least you can say you did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I mean, you you know, it's it's go back to the you know, you you can't what's, what is it? You know, any shot uh, that's not taken or whatever, you miss every shot that you don't take. That's right, you miss a hundred percent of shots you don't take. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. So I, I think that that you kind of got to get over that 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 fear of, that fear to fail. Fear to, failure is good. Like if you fail or not, at least you learn from it. Yeah, and then you know what to kind of do from you know next going on, or maybe you can try keep trying, trying, trying again. Um, so that, that was another thing, too, because it's kind of like, you know, if you had somebody who, you know, failed a class four times, but they eventually passed. Is that really any difference than the person that passed on the first try? Nope. Like, I learned that time. lesson a hard time, too, yeah. especially with finance. <laughs> I failed a, a bunch of class in college still got my college degree. Right. There you go. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if the, if the end result is the same and you took, you know, you, you did it on the first try versus I did it on the 10th, it really ain't no difference. You know what I'm saying? Don't, you true. really only fail, I guess, when you give up. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that because because uh, I think a lot of it. And I was I have this conversation with one of my friends earlier this week. Is um, you know, don't put yourself on a timeline because everybody's timeline is different. You know, I know mm -hmm. we kind of get caught right. up in this like, oh, 
you know, uh, this person over here did this by 25 and this person is 30 and they nah, did this. And Don't worry about that. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people get caught up in that. Like, I think that's a societal thing as well. Like, if you don't have this, this, and this by the age of 35, you know, what are you doing with your life? But I feel like everybody's timeline is different. I agree with you. Everybody's timeline is different. We're all going to get old. We all going to get, well, God forbid that we all get sick, but we all, we're all going to get older. So again, it's like where you end up when you get to a certain point. So whether you do it at 21, 31, 41, the fact that you're just making moves to get to where you want to go, that's all that matters. So, yeah. And I mean, I think, I think that's heightened now even more though because of social media too. But like you see <sighs> oh, the, the, other the people, you see the peers, you see, you know, and nobody actually posts the them struggle. doing bad. They no. just post them doing good. So like people see that and they're like, okay, well I need to, you know, mm-hmm. I need to catch up with them or I need, I need to, you know, try to get where they're at. So they, you know, they, people always kind of you know, measure themselves what other people are doing. Social then, media is definitely very curated. You, for yeah. all you know, that person could have no money in the bank, uh, but they're posting a picture at, you know, whatever spot with the button down shirt on. You think, oh, they must be doing amazing. You don't know. You they Like you said, they don't post their struggles. Yeah. I don't know why. Why they don't post their struggles? Yeah. Nobody wants to. Wouldn't that motivate more people? Is you see what someone going through, wouldn't that motivate more people like, oh, this, uh, everybody's life is hard. Well, I think it go back to the myth of failure, though, because nobody wants to post that they fail. No, I don't mind posting. I failed fail a bunch of college classes, took out my college degree. Yeah. But I mean, you know, people look at failure as such a bad thing and they don't want to post that struggle because yeah. it's like, I don't want people to see that, you know, I'm struggling or I'm failing or whatever because of mm-hmm. all of the negative kind of connotations that come with failing. You know, or they're gonna make fun of me, or they're gonna, you know, do this, think this, think that. Peer pressure, yeah, yeah. Peer pressure. So right. you just, you just post a good. Cause you, and then two, you want to kind of, you see other people posting good, and you kind of want to let other people know that, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm up there with you. You know, we're, <laughs> we're in the same boat. So you I, know, you, you just post a good. I recommend just taking a social media cleanse. Like every every month, I delete my Instagram app. Just, just. I, I have it up on my desktop just so I can post my other, you know, business page. So I can post like, you know, thumbnails and stuff for YouTube. But mm-hmm. as far as like being on it, I make sure I delete the app at least once a month and just keep it off of there. And just because you, you got to take a break from that shit. Like if you if that's all you look at is people Instagram feeds and what people it, it gets depressing because like you said, he um you may look at that and be like, damn, this person's doing this. This person's doing this. I ain't doing none of that. So the fuck am I doing? Like that shit can get to you. So I don't disagree with you on that. Like. Sucks, like social media kind of ruins your brain slowly but surely. Looking at it too much. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you can't compare journeys because who's to say that person's not gonna go broke when they? You could you could be making your big break at thirty five. That person could lose it all at thirty five, or vice versa. So, like you said, everybody's timeline is different. I agree with you hundred percent on that. Yeah. So if you're not where you want to be now, just keep working at it, and eventually you'll get there. I mean, we all we all have a final destination. So it's not about when you get there; it's if you get there. So. Mm-hmm. So what else you got for DeAndre? Uh, I guess, you know, being in real estate, you know, I think this would probably be a good time yeah. for you, uh, especially for your listeners and everything, just to kind of, you know, maybe we just go about the overview of, of kind of the real estate market, kind of where it's at, where it's headed. I know everybody's seeing rent prices go up. Mm. Uh, depending where you live at, you know, Austin, Austin is booming right now. Sure, prices high. have- uh, 2000 yeah. a month for a student. Oh, yes. My yeah. sister just left for Austin. She left? Yeah, she's going back to D.C. Why? Oh, her job. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, you know, with interest rates, oh yeah, it's, it's up, not, you know, yes. people, uh, you know, some people are saying, okay, well, shoot, should I buy right now? Should I not buy right now? Should I rent? Should I keep mm-hmm. renting? Uh, so I guess we just, you know, talk about that. Talk about real sure. estate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my viewpoint right now is if you can buy a house, um, I would say buy one, even though interest rates are going up. Can you just refinance it later? Um, you can always refinance if the rates go down. 
and if rates go even higher, you'd be happy that you buy it right now. <laughs> yeah. um, rent, when have you ever seen rent go down? Pandemic. Rent went down in the pandemic for you? Uh, rent went up for me. Down. My rent stayed the same. It stayed the same for me. My yeah. same. Yeah, mine's went up, but I've never in my lifetime, as far as I've been renting, I've never seen a uh, rent ever go down. Stay the same. If you're lucky, usually always go up. Yeah. So with that being said, if you purchase now and you purchase at a, at a comfortable price that you can actually afford, eventually rent's going to get to where your mortgage is going to be at. And if it doesn't, I mean, it, it will eventually, especially depending on where you live, depending on the areas you're at, more than likely your rent's going to get up to where your mortgage is at. Then it's going to surpass that. So and, let me oh, I know you. rent for, I know for a fact that my rent is higher than the my mortgages rent. of a lot of people. Of, yeah. yeah. And more than likely, you know, they're in like a three or four bedroom home, yeah. you know, in yeah. the backyard and, you know, got dogs out and you, that's He's got a square. <laughs> yeah. Little box, and then you know, happy to go to you know, if you got two bedrooms, you know, that's that's like a, a splurge, but, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because especially during the pandemic, for me, that's what it was during the pandemic. I'm in an apartment, I'm like, I don't have enough space, I'm working from home, I'm at my you know, my computer desk, whatever. And then you know, I'm in the gallery area, so I was paying, oh, yeah, yeah a yeah. decent amount. And it's like, I could be in a, in a house for this, like, why am I still in an apartment? So, are you looking to get into a house now? Uh, so, so, I got into one at the beginning of this year. Okay. And luckily, I got in before the rates. Like, really oh, congrats started, on that. Yeah. Pushing. I appreciate it. Really yeah. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But um, even if I if I didn't, I would have still been looking and, and got in one. Because if you can if you can get in something and you can afford to get in something comfortable, you know, do it. Because if rates go down, you refinance. Mm-hmm. If rates go up, you're you're happy that you got into something. So, let me ask you. What do you think you should be making minimal to try to attempt to buy a house? Uh, it, it depends. It really depends. It depends on what type of house, because um, there's so many different programs that you can do. So he, here's what I would do if you know if you're not if you're making say a, uh, you're not making kind of your top dollar or you're not making what you want. I would say you know you go get pre-approved, and then what I would look for, especially if you're single, what I would look for is a duplex, because with, with a duplex you can get a FHA loan and you can live in one side, rent out the other side. Hmm. So when you do that, that's, that's you get side. you get cash flow kind of coming in, so you got somebody kind of paying, helping you pay your mortgage. And then at the very least, if, if depending where you're at, you know, hopefully maybe the mortgage that the, the rent that they're paying is covering your full mortgage and you're, you know, you're, you're renting or you're basically living for free. But even if you're not, you got somebody else that's helping you pay down your, your mortgage, okay. pay, you know, build equity into your, to your house. And then at the very least too, you're probably paying less than a lot less than you would be if you're renting. Um, and then you're only putting three and a half percent down because you're going to be living in one side versus if you were to do like that as an investor, you got to put 20% down. Right. Right. That makes sense. So, okay, so if you're single, duplex, that's the move. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, duplex. You could do a duplex, triplex, and a fourplex. Okay. Either, either one. As long as you live in one side. Or, you know, as long as you live in one of the units. So I guess, Brent, the question you're trying to ask is like, are you trying to say like, what would be a comfortable yearly income to have? Yes. Yeah. So I have a house? It, it, that depends on how much, how much house you want. It, yeah, it really depends on how much house you want and how much the house costs. Because okay. at the very least, especially right now, like most places that you rent for, they want you to make three times as much as your income. It's crazy. So if you're, say if you, you know, your rent's a thousand bucks, um, it kind of depends where interest rates are, but you know, that's probably about like, maybe like 80,000 to 120-ish of a house. Um, so it, A lot of brothers ain't making that right, not right now. Uh, no, no, I'm not talking about as far as the, um, no, no, no that, my, my bad. that's not the, the income you need. Yeah. That That's just the house price that you probably can afford. You said 80,000? Uh, uh, the house price. So the, right. the house price would be like roughly like 80 to 120. So don't, don't quote me. I don't got a calculator on me. Right. But uh, as far as how much you should be making to make that, probably like 40, 
40, 50. Same, man. I mean, you, it, most people would be shocked as far as most people, for some reason, people think they can't afford a house, but they would be shocked. It really depends on your debt, too. Yeah. Because if you make, you can make $100,000 a year, and if you got a whole bunch of debt, you're not going to buy a house. Somebody that's making forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year can probably buy a house, and you can't because they don't have, if they don't have any debt, it's, it's all about your debt to income ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they look at, you know, 45% if you're going conventional, 50% if you're going FHA, um, 50, 50-ish percent if you're going FHA. So as long as your your debt to income is and the house payment is within that fifty percent ratio, then you're you're fine. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that's the you know whenever you're kind of first thinking about buying a house, the first thing you do is go to a, a mortgage uh, officer or l- lender, mm-hmm. and you get pre qualified because mm-hmm. they'll let you know okay, well you can't afford it, but here's what you need to be able to do, and okay. then they'll give you like a list, and then you can start working on that because most people will say okay, well I need to fix my credit, and they'll just start working on stuff on their own. Yeah, but it's not calculated. You don't know which you need to be paying off, mm-hmm. why you need to be paying off. So you go to a lender first and they'll let you know like, okay, well, you know, start paying these things off, get your yeah. credit score up or at very least pay these things off and lowers your debt. And then, you know, you'll be able to qualify. Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, all it does is really kind of knocks your credit a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, so that, that's the first thing. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, rent, rent right now is, is outrageous. Is, you, you never know where it's going to go. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like some people's rents like going to like 40%. I don't know. Like three hundred dollars up. Like I've seen one dude post on Twitter. Like his rent went up like five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like it's wild. Like I'm just like yo. Like when I go back to Florida, I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stack money for a little bit. I'm like uh, I'm not gonna jump right into an apartment right in Florida right now. The market is insane. Yeah. So Florida yeah. is great because Florida you got a mix of uh, you got like a mix of whole bunch of th- different things going on. Yeah. You got people that's coming up. From New York, California, yep. and all these areas, and moving down to the South, Florida is a hot destination. And then you got, um, then you got just companies, investors, yeah. just buying yep. up stuff. And that's that's another up. Airbnbs and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're taking over the game. So I mean, and th- and that hurts renters. So when people are, you know, less supply, rent's going to go up because mm. you know more, you know, more people going to be when interest rates going up. That means people could afford less for houses. Yeah. So with that being said, there's going to be more renters. And if more investors are buying up the actual inventory, they're going to be raising up the rent. Yeah, it's supply and demand. Yeah, and then you know, the the actual supply is kind of backed up with everything, so the supply is not going to really catch up for some time. So you know, it's it's be worried. I I say, I say, you know, if you can afford to buy, go ahead and just buy. You know, just go ahead and buy and refinance when you get low. Yeah, I saw like I think it was a CNBC that saying like most people they're going they they're considering moving back home because rent is getting so high out here. Mm. It is. I don't see how people do it. Like even like LA, California, like I don't see how the hell they're getting those apartments. Those like for a, something like this will cost you like damn near three grand a month. Which is just wild. I mean, I couldn't do it. But you say you have to have like three times the income yeah, to even yeah. get that. And I know for a fact that some people ain't making that. I'm like, yep. how the hell they get these I, apartments? I really don't know how apartments really, really calculated. I never understood how apartments really calculated. Calculate the... Uh, three times. They, they get your pay stuff. Yeah, you get then, W-2. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that ain't, or recent pay stubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, you know, that's they they got roommates, and mm-hmm. it's three people living in you know a one bedroom, and they're like, you know, I work nights, he worked nights, and you know, we barely even see. You know, it's it's just commingling and yeah, I can do that. To, yeah. I would move back home before I have to, before I get a roommate. I couldn't do it. Oh yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So but, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Anything mm-hmm. else? That's it for this week. All right. Well, yeah. Well, thank y'all for listening. Episode 16, BMN Podcast. Hopefully, we get David back in here next week. Um, we miss yeah. you, David. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's, he gets his car thing situated. So, but yeah. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. And uh, yeah.
Peace out, y'all. Give a special shout out to my boy DeAndre for Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Give a shout out. I appreciate the invite again, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, y'all have a wonderful day or night whenever you listen to this, and we'll see y'all next week. All right. Peace.